Today on Happy Hallmarkies, we talk about the final Winterfest film with Winter's Dream. And we'll, we'll also talk about the upcoming Countdown to Valentine's Day films. Stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, After Buzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, everybody. Welcome I, back. I, you know, I gotta say, I am so thrilled that we have a slightly upbeat <laughs> song today. Just because I feel like we've had so many, like, slow orchestral ones for the last six weeks or something. It's nice to have a little bit of a groove. Yeah, I like the slow started. orchestral every once in a while as well. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to After Buzz TV. We are here doing happy Hallmarkies. I'm your host, Marissa Serafini. You can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. You can follow my co-host... It's Stefan Lovegrove, and you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Dr. Lovegrove. Dr. Lovegrove. All right. There wasn't actually really a lot of news within the Hallmark Channel community as of this week, but um, a lot of things are in play and emotion. Things are, we know a lot of actors are out there and they're filming a lot of movies right now. So uh, things to look forward to. Definitely, definitely. But let's just get into it. The win- uh, We have Winter's Dream that aired on Hallmark Channel this past weekend, starring Christy Swanson as Kat Miller, Dee Kane as Ty Decker, Lizzie Boys as Anna Decker, and Aaron Buckles, who we love from When Calls the Heart, as Jasper, and Lucy Guest as Maddie Morrison. What were your thoughts of this one? So, I do want us to at the end of covering this movie, talk about what our favorite Winterfest movie was. Yeah. Um, I will say this was not my favorite of the four overall, um, but it grew on me as the movie progressed. And you know, I, you guys who have been here, regular Hallmarkies, especially in the chat, um, and hello, Joyce, we know it's you. Hello, Lori. Hello, Trisha, and everyone else hello, on everyone. chat. Feel free to say hi. I was telling Marissa, we always have silent lurkers that watch and don't say hi. So feel free to say hi if you're watching on YouTube. Um, but anyway, I, I say this from time to time, that from the start of a movie, it takes a little while for me to get into it. But, you know, when it all gets wrapped up at the end, it's really satisfying. And this was one of those. I did think that it had a really satisfying ending, which I'll say more about later. And I did end up liking it by the time all was said and done. What did you think? I thought it was really fun. Um, I liked the dynamic between characters. I liked how some people didn't end up a certain way that I thought was going to, and we'll definitely get into it. But I liked all the characters, essentially. Everyone played their part and their role within the movie, and and there wasn't really a main, main antagonist. There was one, but, I mean, it wasn't as big as it could have been. Right. Um, and the conflict wasn't as big as we've usually seen conflicts in, in this film. In, in any of these. Well, which is something we've talked about all year. The conflicts in some instances have been lessened and certainly the villains have been lessened. Mm-hmm. I think a little easier on everyone this year, which I'm not complaining about. Yes, yes. So let's just start about the, the first topic, really, of the movie. We have, uh, we have the, the daughter who was uh, Anna. Anna and the father, Ty. Um, what were your thoughts of them going to the small town of Bliss, Bliss Valley, I love the name, and doing all these skiing lessons and her, her just slow training and how they get involved with Kat Miller and how she becomes her trainer, essentially. Well, uh, the thing I thought was funny is if the dad was into marketing, if that was his field, mm-hmm. I feel like they realistically would have ended up at Epic. 
obviously they, right. they came for the skein and they came for Maddie. But I did think that was funny because I was like, if he's a marketing guy, chances are they end up at Epic, not Bliss. Um, but I also have to tell you, this whole thing is a perfect movie to end Winterfest because we're less than two weeks away from the Olympics. And I don't oh, know about no. you guys. I'm an Olympics junkie. Same here. We're literally less than two weeks away from the opening ceremony of the Winter Olympics in one of my favorite countries, South Korea. So all of that to say, the skiing, I thought, was... It suddenly hit me. I was like, oh, this is perfect. And then we find out that she was on... They were both... Um, on the U.S. team and all of this stuff, it was a perfect movie to end Winterfest right before the Olympics. I did like the premise. Yes, I thought the timing of it was great. Uh, I had the same thought with the Winter Olympics. I love it. Speed skating is the best. Love skiing as well. Mm-hmm. Um, watching all, all the different runs that everyone does. It's it's going to be awesome. Perfect timing. Uh, and I just liked the, the actual training sessions that we had Cat Miller give to, to Anna because it wasn't forced or wasn't overbearing or over the top or pushy like we had with Maddie. Maddie was the antithesis of what you can say of what Kat was as a trainer, as a coach. Mm-hmm. And so what were your thoughts of the training methods that Kat was using for, for Anna, like the marshmallows and... Right. Well, the marshmallows was certainly the memorable one. Um, I I would love to hear if anyone in the chat is a skier or knows skiing, or if you know skiing very well. I don't. <laughs> because... I feel like a lot of times in these movies, we don't get super technical, even when there is a sport or a craft involved. Um, To me, as a non-skier, I thought that it was like the marshmallows was super fun, and I thought the training was super technical. But it could not be accurate. I don't know. I don't know anything about skiing. To me, it sounded good, though, and I thought it was an interesting change from what we're used to that I did feel like we saw more of it and more from a technical perspective than usual. Yeah, I thought it was really good. It was enough technical information that it makes the the watcher understand that she knows what she's talking about. Mm-hmm. And this, and it made me want blue marshmallows. Do you know, know they really do sell those and they're blue raspberry? Oh, that's amazing. I, it just reminded me of Peeps because those are sugary colored marshmallows, which everybody loves, but it's not Easter yet. Uh, I, I did like the technical aspect and we did have the backstory with with Kat and knowing that she used to be part of the skiing national team Mm -hmm. the u.s team something happened she apparently she choked and but she still trains only on the on the bunny slopes and whatnot but did you actually was there a moment where you thought she would like get up and maybe be part of like do a competitive run in some aspect or did you know she was just going to stick to the training well i think i thought she was going to stick to the training only because the competition, if we want to call it that, against the villain was against another instructor, right? Mm-hmm. So Maddie Morrison was not doing competitive skiing either. on the mountain either. So I think if Maddie had been doing a competition, yes, it would have made sense that she's going to want to get back into it and decide to do it herself. But Maddie wasn't competing either, so I viewed the main competition as the training. Got it. Yeah. I... I- I just kind of wish there was at least one moment where she maybe 
uh, Cat is by herself, and she has that one run down the. You the, wanted to see Cat ski. Yeah, I did. Okay, I did just to like prove that you know she still has it. She still has that confidence because you can tell there were moments where she's like, I I love the you sport, know what, though, but I don't love it as much as I used to. I have to tell you, I think that 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 is very realistic for how people normally want to move on because I actually have two instructors that I go to fitness classes. One of them almost qualified for the Olympic running team and and missed the time mark that day even though they made it in prelims and then another one almost made the olympic team for swimming and didn't so both of them have kind of moved on like she's Mm -hmm. not teaching running anymore he's not teaching swimming anymore so that makes me wonder if it's a very normal thing that i think she's done with that chapter i think she i mean it's obviously she's happy to teach skiing and it's fulfilling but i again i think she's done with the competitive part of it so i think that's why we didn't see it it would have been nice to see a little bit of her skiing even if just for fun i think you're right it would have been nice only because there was a moment where she actually said she choked so it just implies that she was afraid at one point that she didn't she stopped herself from achieving what she could have really done so i just wanted that one moment where she went down like with a run very successful like that self-empowering like yeah i still have it you know like i'm Mm. not afraid and um you know i think that would have been more fulfilling as and wrapped up that storyline just with her and in the sport itself but I mean, it it really was about Anna and and her training and imparting that wisdom down to her. I I really liked um, Anna and Ty. They had a really good father daughter relationship. Hmm. Yeah. Um. I I have more to say about that in relation to the ending that I'll come back to in a second. But I thought not only was it a very sweet family dynamic, I thought that brought a lot of the humor of the movie. I think I really enjoyed that family aspect to it, and it was fun to watch that. Yeah, what were your thoughts of Ty Decker? Um, He clearly is, you know, he's working hard for his daughter so she can have these ski lessons, but he's definitely trying to to be part of her life, be part of the training. And you can see when he even straps on skis, he doesn't know what the heck he's doing. Right. Well, okay, so there's two things I like about his character. One of them is I like the way that he's continually determined to make himself ski and learn, Mm -hmm. even though he's clearly not good at it, right? (laughs) And that's like a very lovable dad thing. But we love it because we know that he's doing it to support his daughter, and it's such a dad thing to be like dorky and not very good at it. You know what I mean? Like it's kind of a dad joke kind of thing. Right. Um, But also, I liked that because he was a marketing person – Not only did he have good ideas, but we really got to see him execute really good PR for Bliss. And usually in these movies, when they have ideas, it's done with this kind of like, do you really think you could help us kind of attitude? He was like, oh, well, man, you're really missing out on the Winterfest. I thought that was fun. And I thought that was like every small business that's struggling's dream is to have somebody who's a genius at marketing and PR come and come with those ideas and deliver. And it was fun to watch him do that. Yeah, it was a really good um, character trait for for his character, especially with the marketing. Um, I did love the moment when uh, he he talked about the Winterfest. We're like, should you be telling the competition? Absolutely, because that's what brings people, that's mm-hmm. what brings the crowd. When, when there's a healthy rival, it's not in a very competitive way, but it's just like, hey, we're doing this, you should check it out you don't have to but and it's just like more eyes and ears on on this event because 
we know that that ski um, shop in that resort was struggling. I mean, that's a common trope in Hallmark movies where business is struggling, it's not doing as great as it used to, or they right. have to put on events so they can save it. And this, again, was one of those events. But I did love the, the smart exchange between skiing lessons to marketing. For his daughter and the marketing yes. house. Well, and I also will say, half of the fix they needed was just attitude because they started, you could see how defeated they were at the beginning of the movie, coming in with this attitude of, the big corporate company is going to beat us for sure. Mm-hmm. And and for him to say, you know what, I really see something in this town. I really think people should visit. I really think this is extraordinary. They really just needed a, a little encouragement boost of attitude adjustment of, hey, if you don't believe in yourself, why would anybody else, you know? Yeah, absolutely. And I did like the moments where the town did come together when they had their meetings and their you know, their brainstorming sessions. They're like, okay, we have this big event now. How do we um, capitalize on this? And how do we actually get the, the locations and the space just to provide for, for everybody? And I, I liked how they came up with the idea of having that ski... Um, what, what was the exact term? But it was like a ski stop, essentially, um, for, for food. And, and it has the space for all the dining. So they can accommodate. Right. Well, and how things people. played out with the barn yes, the worked barn. so well. Yeah. I, I love that. And that was, that was smart. And you can see the town coming together because they all are in on this. It affects all of them. Well, and I didn't even realize this watching it. I realized in retrospect, but this movie was really entrepreneurship at its finest because the way the barn thing unfolded, that wasn't their ideal scenario. That wasn't their just spark idea. You know what I mean? The whole barn thing happened because the original plan fell through. Yes. But you see, one door closes, another door opens, and they open the ski barn. Um, I, I think it was really fun, and I, I liked how even people had had fun there. It was a nice event that you know everyone just just enjoyed their time, and it wasn't really contentious with the comp- competition quote right. or unquote. I always the competition things remind me of those Disney Channel movies with like the competing summer camps or whatever. <laughs> right. It wasn't that level of cattiness of competition by any means. Yeah. Uh, what were your thoughts of uh, we had Maddie Morrison and Cap because essentially Anna was a, originally Maddie's student but went to cat instead but what were your thoughts of maddie and just her character did she was she as big of an antagonist as you thought she was going to be they played her up as kind of condescending at the beginning right um i think hey dan thank you for weighing in um i love hearing from people who don't normally comment and love hearing from our regulars trisha joyce Lori, jordan etc um but Initially, they almost portrayed this caricature, and you thought, she's going to be, you know, a word that I won't say on the Hallmark Channel (laughs) show. Um, And so, she didn't end up being that bad, and as we often find out, especially with these soft-edge villains of this year, is it was just kind of a lot of pain of they, you know, there was a lot of pain between the two and a lot of unresolved stuff. Yes, you can definitely tell unresolved issues, Um, but I'm glad it never really once been to a place of bitterness on Maddie's end, like, hey, you you messed up, um, you messed up our team. This kind of felt like a a stick it kind of moment. If you guys haven't seen that movie there, there was a moment where the main character, um, 
choked and messed up the the whole team and and infected the whole team Hmm. and i i thought it was going to be one of those moments too where maddie would be uh bitter about in the past you messed up our team and stuff like that i'm glad it didn't really get to that point and even with cat's training we know that she's good and maddie was like and maddie was aware of that and she even acknowledged it at the end Mm -hmm. well and also I thought she would take it very personally that students are starting to trickle over. And though yeah. she was a little bit like, you know, she had a little bit of an attitude, but it was still kind of playful. And she was like, you know, they basically both viewed it as, you know, what's wrong with the little healthy competition? So I, mm-hmm. I actually thought she handled that pretty well. I would have been very offended if I was the only one supposed to be teaching. And I felt like this woman was like taking my students away from me. So she didn't end up being... You know, that intense. Yeah, and I'm I'm glad because you can... They obviously set her up to be some sort of an antagonist, but I'm glad she wasn't. And at the end, they were, they ultimately did remain friends, and I enjoyed that. So Yeah. We need healthy, positive female relationships in, in these shows and movies, I um, I think so. And we, we definitely had that. And I think the, the it seems like their past is behind them. They respect each other and what they do. Then they still love the sport, which is, you know, great, great. Um, what were and okay, so we can get into the main conflict essentially, mm-hmm. where we had Cat. Of course, the car breaks down. She can't get to to Anna, but Anna is waiting forever. Decides to go on a run without her coach by herself. She falls, which we don't even see. And then she gets afraid that she can't compete in the competition. I did think it was very odd that we didn't see it. Yes. When it came back from commercial, obviously we figured out what was going on. Um, But I thought it was really odd to not show that. Um, However, I do think you wanted the redemption arc for Kat to be that Kat went back out there and skied and had a redemption run. Mm -hmm. I think this was her redemption arc in that... The girl fall, but she got back up. Yeah. I mean, essentially, because it, it was Anna is the main skier, essentially, not Kat. Um, right, I, but I'm my, saying when Kat choked, it, like, clearly was the end of her career. Yeah. So for her to have her student choke now that has been trusting her and all this stuff, relationship build up, that is, like, her worst nightmare. She wasn't there for her student, and her student choked, and, oh, my gosh, it's the worst nightmare all over again. Um, and so for her student to get back up, you know, she said it's a victory that she even showed up at the final competition. And so I think that was her redemption arc. But yes, the generator thing was stressful. Yes. And I think it was just, I didn't feel as big as a conflict as we normally see because we didn't see her fall. We only hear her talk about it over and over again. And then, uh, and I'm just thinking... Girl, this is skiing. You're bound to fall. All Olympians fall. You think Olympians haven't fall but got back up and mm-hmm. be, you know, become gold medalists and stuff. It's just it, it seemed like such a smaller conflict of oh, she fell. I don't know. And we don't know how serious it could have been or how serious it was only because we didn't see it. So it didn't feel like a big conflict because we didn't see it. Mm-hmm. And just for her to be a be afraid. It didn't seem like she was like physically scathed or anything. It just no. And I mean, in the same way that we're big. saying the villain wasn't super intense here, um, mm-hmm. I don't think that the conflict was right. It was not a very heightened like, especially after 
last week and Love on the Slopes a little bit. And mm-hmm. I mean, we've had some more painful to watch conflicts because of the characters we are rooting for. This one was relatively not bad. Right. And it was such a, we can assume, a, a small fall. If it was like a, a, I just watched Molly's game. If it was like Molly Bloom falling mm-hmm. because of skiing and that like completely ruins your life and changes your body because you are so physically injured, I can understand why she'd be hesitant to go back on the hill and compete. But it seemed such a small thing because we didn't see it. Like, mm-hmm. I, I had a hard time believing it. But ultimately, she did get back up, and I did I did like that. It took that extra push from from Kat just a little bit, um, and from her father. Her father helped push her too. Right. So um, she did get back up. But can I say it was refreshing to have a supportive, but not. And I know this is a weird word because it's a man, but like mm-hmm. a supportive, but not a momager parent not an overbearing helicopter i'm trying to vicariously live through my child kind of parent usually in movies the the parents of athletes are like psycho Uh, and i feel like we got a very you know we got a very actually supportive healthy parenting model parent which i really appreciated yeah i i did enjoy that and she ultimately made the decision to go back to skiing and compete on her own and i Mm -hmm. like that um and then she won of course of course she did because her training paid off and of course like and cat was a good trainer yeah exactly if she didn't win then we're like okay never really i shouldn't say never but usually when there's a competition they always win right (laughs) in any shape and form but yeah, anything else about this film? Favorite quotes, favorite moments? Um, I think I have a few little things. Um, actually, I have a lot of random comments. Okay. Um, the drinking too much cocoa line cracked me up <laughs> because, you know, it's Hallmark. I was like, what are we about to joke about on a Hallmark movie? And they said, you know, he's probably back there drinking too much. And then they, <laughs> bo- to make it even funnier, they both said at the same time, cocoa. Did any okay. of you catch that line? I thought that was so funny. Um, I loved Pops saying your personal best is always good enough, mm-hmm. which is really the healing that she needed going back. Um, I loved the moment with the lucky charm that um, Anna gave her from her mom. Oh, so sweet. And the idea of family always grows with time. And what a meaningful thing for this now single parent family to accept her. Um, I guess I have two more thoughts. One is little slightly negative or confused one is very positive my negative slash confusion one is i felt like there was much more of a family arc a sports arc a friendship you know restoration arc than Mm -hmm. romance in this movie especially compared to the ones we've just seen i thought so too and to be honest with you when it got to the end where he said that he was staying they kissed right yeah they did when he said that that, i I guess i'm just so confused and taken back by that because what if i had built up only that level of a relationship with someone and they said that they were moving Obviously, he can work from anywhere. I understand that. I work from home, whatever. But he, you know, even if he says he's moving for his daughter, are they at a point that he should be moving and saying everything I need and want is right here? Yeah. No. Like, okay. Let me put it this way. I know that Hallmark Channel is all about the very rapid, fast, developing romances, right? And maybe you've had that kind of experience, maybe you haven't, but I know that Hallmark loves there. We met, four days later, we're in love. I guess with this movie, I didn't feel like it had developed 
Believably, yeah. Dan and Trisha know what I'm talking about. Um, I didn't feel like the romance had developed quite as deeply for him to be saying, I'm going to move here, and her just receiving that with open arms. So that that weirded me out. What did you think of that? I completely agree, too. I thought the same thing in a way, because when it was near the end, we had her do the competition. She won, and they're all, you know, celebrating and having their, their lunch and dinner, whatever. And I'm like, there's still ten more minutes left of this film. We haven't seen them, them kiss yet. And we know that... You know, he he lives far away. They they are a remote thing. They can't be a long-distance relationship, even though they did drop... I think the friend did drop a line. Like, hey, they can happen. Um, but we saw the moments of Ty and Kat. Every once in a while, it's not a date. It's not a date. Um, it didn't really build up to, yes, I'm in love with you. I'm going to move across the country just to be here with you. And at the end, it didn't feel like the kiss was earned. Right. Wasn't enough there. The, usually with the Hallmark movie, the kiss is very, very earned. I know that they had that nice conversation by the fireplace, but it didn't feel like the romance had built up with the with the move announcement and everything. It was just so much. So. Yeah. It it was a lot. And then when he's like, I'm gonna move here. Well why I can do my business anywhere I want. I'm like, Okay, but you're choosing here. I don't, I don't know. I, I completely agree. I don't think the romance... There wasn't as much romance and as much chemistry between these two than we've seen in other films. Right. So, and you had a positive one? My positive one was what swayed me over to liking the movie like 10 times more was I thought the ending was beautiful. This movie had a lot of fun, nice music in it. And I, I wrote down the torch light. I don't know if that's the word they used. I wasn't sure. But man, when they had the torches going down the hill. I oh, mean, yeah. that was magical. That was feelsy. I don't use this expression very often, but that was Hallmark at its best. Um, just that moment. I don't think this movie was Hallmark at its best. But I think that that visually, moment... it was Hallmark at its best. That moment visually was stunning. And that moment was beautiful. And it made me want some sort of lantern or something and, you know, some sort of experience like that. Yeah. My favorite moments in these movies, uh, this movie, I don't really have a favorite quote, but my favorite moments was when uh, they're walking and she's training and she has Anna hold the book and then she takes the book away and then puts and replace it with actual ski poles. And then he's doing it with the book. And he's doing it. And I'm like, she totally Mr. Miyagi this. You know, the wax on, wax off. Mm. You think it's you think you're doing something, but it's actually training in a different way. And I was like, that was brilliant. Also, it's very innovative type of training. And you wouldn't think it. And I love reading books. I was like, I could probably ski all the time then. Again, Shit. another moment that made me think somebody involved with this movie, I think, understands skiing because Definitely these knows. felt very technically accurate. Yeah, especially the moments where she's like, you lean into your turns, you look ahead to gates, you know, you look for your line X, Y, and Z. I'm like, yeah, someone knows at least enough information to write about a whole movie. Someone knows what they're skiing. talking about. Yes, right. exactly. And pizza stop. That was fun. And then also, yeah, the moment when uh, uh, when uh, Oh my gosh, I'm completely blinking out. Anna um, gave the the charm. I thought that was very sweet. And talking about family growth. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. I loved that moment. All right. Uh, well, this movie was filmed in November and December of 
2017, so just a couple months ago, at British Columbia, the the Manning Park Ski Resort is uh, actually in a town called Hope. The town is actually called, so you had Bliss Valley, that was actually, the real name is called Hope, which is pretty cool, and it's in British Columbia, and there wasn't, you know, we've seen so many Christmas movies and winter movies where they always have to, like, bring in snow, artificial snow, to make it look like winter. It was was real, because it's so far off in and far up the mountains in British Columbia where it was actually legit, authentic snow. So, so says Kristen Booth. They said, uh, one thing they did not need to add was any CGI snow. You really felt like you were in a winter paradise, says the producer of this film, um, which is nice. Uh, it was written by Kristen Booth, who's done all the signed, sealed, deliver movies, so many of them. Greg Rawson, who just did Rocky Mountain Christmas and Christmas Connection. Ooh. And directed by David Winning, who did Finding Santa, Engaging Father Christmas, Falling for Vermont. So a lot of winter movies This is as making well. me want to go watch everything on my DVR tonight. <laughs> I know. All the Christmas. So many, so many. All right, so we have a lot of upcoming movies also as well for... For Hallmark, because this was the last Winter's Fest, quote unquote, and I loved how they had Winter Fest in the movie. That was their right event. Well, and again, so. Hallmark has really given people an on ramp to their rest of the year programming. That if movies are your thing, they've rolled. You know, they're rolling yep. out a steady stream for you all going into the new year. Yep, they definitely have it. So we have the countdown to Valentine's Day movies coming out, starting with My Secret Valentine. That airs um, airs Saturday, February third, this upcoming weekend, starring Andrew Walker and Lacey Chabert. We love both of them. It obviously will be great because be awesome. everyone loves both of them. How could it not be? Right, and I'm just trying to think. It's like, have they been in a movie together? Let us know, Hallmarkies. Let us know. Have they actually has Andrew Walker and Lacey Chabert ever in, been in a movie together? They've been in so many movies. But have they been together? But have they been together? I'm literally racking my brain. Um, Next up, we have Kitten Bowl 5, which will be the Sunday, February 4th, the same day as Super Bowl. So if football's not your thing, but kittens are, go check this out. Or if both are your thing, it airs earlier. Yes. So turn on the kittens, then turn on the... (laughs) Yes. So starring a bunch of kittens. um, Also for a good adoption... um, event and awareness so go check that out and so we'll do the whole month of valentine's that's coming up all all of the february movies next up we have very very valentine's that'd be on hallmark channel starring danica mckeller cameron matheson that airs on saturday february 10th i love both of them Dan- yeah. Danica's awesome, so you know it's going to be She's great. a Hallmark staple. Oh, yeah. She's been here, too. She's super sweet, super smart, super uh, mathematic, which is not me, but she's awesome. Uh, next up, we have Cooking with Love. That'll be on Hallmark Channel, starring Allie Liebert. She's been in so many movies now. Good for her. And Brett Dalton, that airs Sunday, February 11th, so that's the next day. And I feel like we've had more... We've always had... Hallmark movies with cooking. 
so much cooking. You're right. And I'm just like, has there been a Hallmark movie where they named a cooking with love? Because I feel like there has been. Um, next one, which a lot, I know a lot of people are very excited for this one, is the next news signed, sealed, delivered, The Road Less Traveled. That'll be on Hallmark Movies and Mysteries channel, starring Eric Mabius, Kristen Booth, Crystal Lowe, you know, the whole gang. Um, starring, uh, sorry, it's airing on Sunday, Sunday, February 11th, so the same day as Cooking with Love. Um, so many people are excited for that one. It's the next mystery movie. That's why... The Postables. Yes, The Postables. And the sleuthers for that one. Um, and then we have the American Rescue Dog Show. That'll be on Hallmark Channel, starring a bunch of dogs. And that'll air Monday, February 19th. And, you know, the the fun things about that, if you guys don't know, the American Rescue Dog Show, also another event for, you know, adoption. And it's fun to always watch dogs and so they can find their forever homes. But some of the categories that the dogs compete for are, like, best in couch potato, Best in wiggle butt, uh, best in underbite, best in talking, best That's in snoring, hilarious. best in senior dog and fetcher, kisser, special needs, and best listener. So, I mean, who doesn't love dogs? Who doesn't love dogs? So, anything else? Anything? Uh, wh- which one of these Valentine's Day movies are you most looking forward to? Honestly, this weekend, Andrew and Lacey, my secret Valentine. Of course. Um, and my favorite Winterfest, I still think, was Love on the Slopes, which is not a surprise because yeah. we love Kirsten at After Buzz. So not a surprise at all, but loved it. I have to agree. I was going to say Love on the Slopes, too, because I think the, the, the chemistry was great. The conflict was big enough to understand. Um, the, the humor balance throughout was really fun and well-balanced. Mm-hmm. It, it was a very solid film, very solid dialogue and writing. And awesome to look at. And I think I related to it because um, I like doing sports. I love hiking and, you know, doing some adventurous things outside, too. So I I really did like that film. Uh, Very, very solid. So we do also have an announcement for Happy Hallmarkies because Ren Calls the Heart is coming back February 19th. I want to say it's the 19th. It airs on February 18th. The premiere airs on 18th, but our show will air on the 19th. Happy Hallmarkies is actually going to take a hiatus for a couple months while that show is um, back on air. So starting next week, we'll be on hiatus, so there won't be a show next week or the next following months actually unfortunately so so we've been having a lot of fun talking about all the christmas movies now all the winter ones we're, we'll definitely still be watching all the valentine's one we might come back and uh, valentine's, talk about valentine's will of course extra put us in a mood yes, to watch of course the hallmark movies of course of course um but uh, yeah, so Happy Hallmarkies show is going on on hiatus for a bit, but When Calls the Heart After Show will be coming back on AfterBuzz TV, so go check that out. They'll be at the same time. That's on Mondays at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time and 8 p.m. Eastern. I do believe many of the Hallmarkies that are the most regular viewers of this show are Hardies. Are Hardies, So, yes. as we, you know, as I've been saying since December, the Hallmark calendar is not slowing down. You've got Countdown to Valentine's Day. You've got When Calls the Heart. And we already know Chesapeake Shores to look forward to next late summer and fall. Yes. So much on the way. And I'm working because after When Calls the Heart stops, um, is done airing, and they've had their 10 episodes run 
Goodrich starts immediately oh. after that. So I, I may or may not be covering it. We'll see. That's that is far ahead in the future. But I did talk to Bailey Madison, and we're working on getting her in here. Not a promise, but it's definitely in a the possibility. Course. A very good possibility. So um, for those who just need a fresher Happy Hallmarkies is going on hiatus, but when calls the heart is coming back. So lots to look forward to, and we'll. Keep tweeting, keep texting us, keep, you know, talking about the the Hallmark movies that you're enjoying watching, of course, of course. In the meantime, Stefan, where can everyone keep following you? Twitter and Instagram, Dr. Lovegrove. Dr. Lovegrove. And you can follow me everywhere at Serafini TV. You can follow all of us here on AfterBuzz, at AfterBuzz TV, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all those fun social media platforms. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in every single week. You guys are amazing. Uh, we'll definitely be enjoying all the Valentine's Day films and then Calls the Heart when it comes back. So keep tuned, um, you know, keep in touch with us, and we'll let you know when we come back and officially from our hiatus, of course. So in the meantime, everyone, thanks for tuning in. From executive producers Maria Manunos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 